Hi there. So good to be here with you today. And if you've been with us for any number of services recently, you will know that we're in the middle of a series called All In. Now, when Nathan first asked, what does it look like to be all in? The first image I had was a cake smash. A kid, their face all in, passionately eating that cake. I saw my daughter, who's two years old, leaping off her drawers in her bedroom, completely trusting that I would catch her. Kids quite naturally leap all in. And who hasn't seen a kid at Christmas all in at the Christmas tree, ready to receive the gifts or at least the boxes that have been bought for them? And has anyone ever seen a child who stands firm, firm in their belief that chocolate isn't always food and mother doesn't know best, but who has also seen the amazing forgiveness and acceptance once the tension has left, that beautiful hug, once words of sorries have been spoken and the hug that is given and received. And as slow as it can be to smell the roses every single time I walk down the street, watching the amazing, innocent wonder of a child is something I could watch every day. Though, I'll be honest, often I'd like to watch it back at triple speed. Most children are definitely passionate, trusting, ready to receive. They stand firm, are forgiving and accepting. Children are filled with wonder. Kids are typically all in. And doesn't that just set them up for a life of faith, a faith that will move mountains? Now, when my second daughter, Lily, was born, her umbilical cord and her belly button didn't quite heal properly. And I was here with uh, Nikki, who's part of our congregation here, and she said to me, that's an umbilical hernia and she'll probably need surgery. I asked her, is there any other way? And she said, well, you could pray. And I thought, well, that's a really great option. <laughs> so I went home at, and I got my eldest daughter at that time, who was three, to pray. And Acacia laid her hands on Lily and said, Jesus, I thank you for healing Lily. And within two weeks, her umbilical cord had completely healed and all that was left with this tiny little lump that reminds us still today of the miracle that we saw. Now, when I saw it happen, I was blown away. I was like, look at this. This is amazing. Can you believe it? And Acacia said, yeah, of course, Mum. We prayed. What faith that she had as a three-year-old child. And today my challenge for us is to come to Jesus all in like a child. Not childish. Now, there's a difference between the passionate, trusting, ready to receive wonder that is childlike and the selfish, unwise, ignorant traits that are just childish and would benefit from a little maturity. Now, kids by age are also generally not as educated as adults. And this message here today is not to come blindly without knowledge and just believe everything you hear. God wants us to question 
to seek answers, to search and to learn. And from that place, believe without a doubt that God is who he says he is and that his word is true. I'm not talking today about being childish. I'm talking about childlike. Faith like a child. An expectancy that God is who he says he is. That he will provide, heal, comfort and be with you wherever you go. And a readiness to receive all that he has for you. His love, mercy, grace, acceptance, forgiveness, life. These promises that are true. These promises that are his word. Now, not everyone has had a positive and innocent childhood experience. Things like abuse, divorce, abandonment, death, things that are are not God's best for us are a reality for many children. And if that's you today, I'm so sorry. I want to assure you today that whatever your experience Our Heavenly Father is all in for you. He is passionately in love with you. He completely forgives and accepts you. He is trustworthy and you can stand firm on his promises. And he calls us today to be all in like a child. So let's think again of Christmas. Picture the children you know, or maybe yourself. Watch them ready, eager to receive the gifts that are there. Ready, set, go. It all happens so quickly. Paper is torn. Presents are opened. Boxes are opened. Ah, more presents and more presents. It's chaos and there's laughter and there's cries. Thank you. This is awesome. Now, I remember when I was a child, ooh, one more. There was absolute chaos when I got together with my cousins. And we loved it. It was so much fun as we gave and received gifts. I still remember the day I got my first ever pair of rollerblades. It was the best. What's the best gift you've ever received? The kingdom of God is a gift. A gift that has been prepared since the beginning of time. A gift so precious that it's more valuable than anything we could ever want on this earth. It's life, abundant life, eternal life offered to all who believe that God loves them so much that he sent Jesus to die And to rise again to offer this gift of life. This gift that is wrapped up and ready for you to receive. It says, I love you so much. I gave everything for you. Choose me. Ready for you. Jesus said, truly I tell you, whoever will not receive the kingdom of God 
like a child, will never enter it. And this is where I want to land today. If you want to receive the kingdom of God, if you want to become part of the family of God, you must receive it like a child. And this is where I want to land. Let's have a look at what happens in the context here before chapter 10 of the book of Mark. Now, in chapters 4 and 5, Jesus teaches about the kingdom of God through parables. Parables were short, culturally relevant stories taught of this kingdom of heaven. They were like a gift to the people of that time. Jesus packaged up the mysteries of heaven, wrapped them all up in the culture, a gift to connect to the people. But before that, back in the very beginning of Mark, where Jesus first starts his ministry, he declares, the time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus first teaches us that his is the kingdom of God. He is the king of the kingdom of heaven. And the Jewish people, they've been waiting for this coming king. They've been waiting hundreds of years since, in silence since the Old Testament prophets. In their churches, in their synagogues, the words of Isaiah the prophet and others was taught. They're taught that for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time until forever. And here comes Jesus, a child that was born. And many scriptures point that this is the child the king they've been waiting for, who will uphold justice and righteousness, establishing his kingdom forever. They've been waiting hundreds of years for Jesus. The good news. Repent and believe the good news. The good news that God's plan is salvation through Jesus. This is the greatest gift ever. Jesus, the great king, teaching great things about the great kingdom of heaven. And he's been performing great miracles and training up great disciples who are doing great things in the name of Jesus. So how do we become a part of this kingdom? He says, repent and believe. Well, the disciples were getting extra teaching on the side, helping them to understand deeper the kingdom of heaven. Three disciples, Peter, James, and John, get this great experience seeing Jesus transformed for them in the great transfiguration. They must be pretty great, hey? For sure they'll be in. But who was the greatest? The disciples certainly wanted to know this, and they debated it in their travels, which brings us to chapter 9 of Mark. They're in a place called Capernaum, and Jesus tells them straight. He says, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them, and taking the child in his arms, he said, whoever welcomes one of these two little children in my name welcomes me, 
And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Jesus says, welcome the little children. Now, in this culture, children weren't important. They weren't great. They weren't welcome. They weren't counted. And there are many places and people in the world today who think children aren't important. They aren't smart enough, experienced enough, old enough, strong enough, worthy enough, human enough. But Jesus flips the culture. He says, who is the greatest? The last, the servant, the child. Anyone who wants to be first must be the last and the servant of all. Jesus, the great king of the great kingdom of heaven, says, welcome the little children. And not long later, Jesus, we read in Mark chapter 10, that people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. And the disciples welcomed them. Hang on. No, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. I bet he was thinking, come on, guys, I've already done this with you. I've told you. So he said to them, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of heaven like a child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms. He placed his hands on them and blessed them. So now he's taking it a step further. Not only do we welcome the children, but Jesus says we must become like children to receive the kingdom. Receive like a child with passion and complete trust. Standing firm on the truth that you are totally forgiven and accepted. Filled with the wonder at all that God has done. Made a way through Jesus for us to enter the kingdom of heaven. To become part of God's family. It's so simple and yet so mind-boggling at the same time. But he doesn't stop there. Not only do we need to receive the kingdom of God, welcome children, but we must protect his precious children. Between these two passages in Mark chapter 9, Jesus gives us a really strong warning. He says, If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, It would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. Wow. And it goes on to say that if anything causes you to stumble, whether it be your hand or your foot or your eye, get rid of it. Don't literally chop it off, but stop putting your hand to that. Stop walking that way. Stop looking that way. Get rid of those things that are causing you to stumble. Don't let anything get in the way of you or of the little ones around you that might stop you coming to the kingdom of heaven. Now, I'm particularly passionate 
about children coming to know God and to choosing to follow him, that they would know that he made them, that he loves them and that he wants to be their friend. I lead our kids' ministry here at LifeGate and I work with a team to lay a solid foundation in the lives of every single child who walks through our doors to set them up for a life where they will choose to follow Jesus. I love these verses that talk about protecting children coming to Jesus. But in preparing this message, I realised it's not just the children. It's the little ones, those who believe. Not just little ones in age, but little ones in faith. There are people around us who are young in faith. The seed has been planted. They've sprouted. They've chosen to follow Jesus. But they still need a lot of care as they grow. So who are those around you, those little ones, whether by age or by faith? Jesus wants us to help them grow in faith, pointing them to God's promises, his word, ready to receive it, the truth, trusting his word and standing firm on this truth. He wants us to be ready to catch them when they fall and to point them back to Jesus and remind them that they are totally forgiven and accepted. To meet with them, to mentor, to encourage and remind them that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. They are dearly loved, created on purpose, with purpose, inspiring them with passion and wonder for all that God is and all that he has done. Maybe you are one of the little ones. Jesus wants you to continue to come to him with a childlike faith in wonder and awe of all that he has done, expectant for what he is going to do. Passionately seek him in everything. Trust his word. Stand firm on his promises and be all in like a child. Or maybe you are here today or watching online and this is the moment that you realise that this is what you want. Are you ready to receive the kingdom of God like a child? Are you ready to receive his forgiveness and accept the gift of grace that he has wrapped up ready for you with your name on it? Will you trust him? If that is you today, I would love for us to stop right now and to pray. Would you pray with me? Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the gift of life that you offer us through Jesus. I am sorry. I'm sorry for the wrong that I have done. I'm sorry for not coming to you. But I choose now to come like a child. I choose to follow you, Jesus. Amen. And now if you were here today and that was your prayer, welcome to the kingdom of God. You've just become part of the family of God. 
And if you are here today and you are a mature Christian with little ones in your care, God is not finished with you yet. I'd love to say that I always stand firm 100% of the time and that I've never doubted that God is for me and not against me. But that would be a lie. Jesus says, come like a child. He's saying this to me as much as you. And he took the children in his arms, placed them in his hands, and he blessed them. He wants to bless you, church. Every single one of us, wherever we are on our journey, there is more of the kingdom of God for you to receive, more passion, more wonder, more trust, more to receive. Will you come like a child? And what if we did? What if we all came to Jesus like a child? How would you live differently? I'd love to give you a moment now just to reflect on this question, on what we've heard today. How would you live differently? God wants to bless you today. He wants you to know that He is for you and not against you, that He will go with you wherever you go. He will never leave you or abandon you. There is nothing to fear. And if we walk out today believing those promises, how will you live differently? How will you live all in? like a child. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you call us to trust you with a childlike faith, to come to you and receive all that you have for us. And I pray today that you will show us again that love, that mercy, that grace that will open our eyes in wonder that we can walk with a greater trust and passion in everything that we do. We will be all in like a child. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for checking out this message. My name is Andrew and I'm the online campus pastor at LifeGate. And I would like to invite you to join our online community. Here are three ways that you can take that step. First, if you're a new Christian, we have a bunch of resources to help you get started. Second, why don't you make the most of our online campus by joining our online group that meets on Zoom every Wednesday night at 8.15. Third, join our Facebook community to connect with others within our community and be more engaged in the day-to-day. To take any of those next steps, head to lifegate.org.au slash online. See you soon.